Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, this is Cynthia Lockery with Canada's podcast, where we talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen right here in BC. Today, I'm excited because normally we talk to one entrepreneur about their journey, but today it's special because we're talking about a couplepreneur. Isabel Mercier and Margarita Romano are no-nonsense couplepreneurs, born to catapult heart-centered entrepreneurs and businesses to build impactful brands, businesses, and lives. So welcome to Canada's podcast. This is really exciting to hear about your journey together. So why don't we start by you telling us a bit about yourselves and your current business? Well, we have been in uh, in business for uh, 30 years and in, as a couple for about 31 years. So <laughs> we, we pretty much immediately got into business. No, we met in university. Yeah. And then as soon as we were out of university, we're basically in business. There, there has to be some sort of award for this, you know, like <laughs> but being a being a couple, uh, a same sex couple, nonetheless, yeah. uh, being in business and growing. Basically, we grew up together. You know, we're we've been longer together than alive apart. This is how long we've been together. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Kind of funny when you say it that it's way. It's kind of funny when you say it that way. <laughs> and and we have a, a business called Leap Zone Strategies, where we help entrepreneurs, teams, and thought leaders really build fantastic lives and businesses and brands. And uh, we have a retreat center in the Noose Bay on Vancouver Island mm-hmm. that we work with. Margarita here works with uh, horses, and she's got an equine team at Trailblazers, where we um, help entrepreneurs get rid of the shadows that are, we always say it, outcome overcome, Correct. right? Yeah. She's, she helps with the outcome. I help with the overcome of things and, you know, the stuff that the invisible stuff that's in our way. <laughs> I and love so- that because I know both of you and that's exactly what you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and most people don't know that we're, we're basically a branding agency, a marketing agency, and a business coaching agency all under one roof. Because um, some people know us as business coaches, some know us as brand builders, some know us as strategists. But it's the it's the the variety of what we do in a very organized fashion that makes us so different from uh, other companies. Well, that's it's amazing how you've grown that together. So. What inspired you to to grow a business together? You do have entrepreneur couples who have their own businesses, right. yeah. which is pretty normal. But what inspired you in the beginning, but also to keep going? Ooh, two different, <laughs> two very, two very different questions. questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, getting started. Uh, I mean, we are very... We work extremely well together yeah. and we have skills that are similar in certain ways and very complementary in other ways. Between the two of us, we're, a, we're an ecosystem of, uh, of uh, talent and mastery. And I don't mean that in a, oh, Isabel and Margarita are all that in a bag of chips. I just mean just our raw talent and mastery that we've acquired, obviously, and worked on over years. It's very complementary and very... Um, aligned and so working together 
Uh, it's been it's been a treat and also a bit of a pain in a bit of a pain in the ass. But when I think back to the beginning, I I have to say that I think Isabel drove the idea. Like Isabel, well, actually, both our parents have had their own businesses. Yes. Um, Isabel has the true entrepreneur spirit. Like she's not hireable, really. <laughs> you know, like she even if she is, she's easy to hire because she's so talented. But then when she gets, she gets in there, she just has, she just knows how it's to go. So she'll take over and right. And by hireable, she non-hireable, she means in a job, not oh, that's oh, an option. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was obvious. Maybe not. Um, yeah. So when I go back 30 years, I think you were the one to bring the idea of a company to the table. Yeah, because I thought, you know, I come... I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. So in my business, I'm sorry, in my life and in my family, it is about business. It's about having your own, it's about marching to the to your own drum beat, you know? And for me, I, I had a couple of jobs in my youth and I knew fairly quickly that it wasn't for me because I would bring innovations and freshness and new ideas to the table that People weren't ready to implement. And I was always told, you know, well, you know, it takes money to implement these things. I'm like, well, yeah, but it also brings in money, right? We wouldn't implement this if it wasn't um, to bring in money. And the last job that I had, beautiful, I brought a lot of beautiful ideas to the table and they said, you're too innovative for us. And that gave me the kick in the pants that I needed to just get started. And where we are today is eons from what I was suggesting them or what I was even proposing eons further. So, you know, it turned out pretty good after all. <laughs> it did. And I can see that because you're both so creative in your individuality that that would a best place for you is to be leading. And so staying in business, you were saying staying in business, right? Yeah. Well, we have a TED talk about what what are the, some of the three things that we do constantly to actually spark our relationship, keep our relationship, personal relationship strong, but also our business relationship strong? So we talk about three three ingredients in there, being brave together, flowing together and growing together. And, you know, if you want to hear more about about what we share in there, that's actually pivotal to any relationship, whether it be a couple printer or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invite you, of course, to watch our TED Talk. It's actually also quite funny. So <laughs> it's a good TED Talk. So what are you most proud of in terms of what you've accomplished so far? I'm most proud of how we have continued over the years to honor each other in, you know, as you go, as you get older, life evolves. You evolve as a person and you're desires your where you want to be in life change and we've managed to honor that in each other as individuals while staying together not as only in a marriage but in a business mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah no. i'm saying that particularly because of the horse piece to the business which is always something that people are like you're a branding company but wait what there's horses <laughs> and meaning i had to we had to change our lives dramatically a few times in our career and in our lives together to honor each other's strengths and desires and 
So there's there's times where Margarita aligned with where I was going and we made it a whole. And this this particular last time I aligned with where Margarita wanted to go and bring the business. And we made a whole of it, an entirety of it, of course, with trailblazers here. And I have to say, you know, I always thought when I was younger, traveling and going to other people's businesses, I would have made it. I like, you know, I will make it when. Uh, And now people travel from all over the world to come and spend time with us at Trailblazers. And I have to say that feels um, it one of it's better for them because we take them out of their natural habitat. Therefore, there's bigger, better transformation, more lasting transformation. But also, I think I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of what we've created together in terms of business, but in terms of also the uh, the trailblazers portion, which is our retreat center on the island, uh, the personal elevation, the money elevation, the the business elevation that we needed to do together to make this happen uh, was actually is, is something to be proud of for sure. Now, if someone's listening and they're they're looking at this journey with their partner, is there any advice that you'd give for somebody just starting fresh that, you know, hindsight for you looking back? A couple of things for sure. Do you want me to start? And yeah, next? sure. Um, when you're in a business together and you're in a relationship together, there's a lot of triggers. There's a lot of personal baggage that is easy to get in the mix when it shouldn't really. You know, if you were to have a conversation with an employee versus your partner, it's it's a very different conversation. And navigating, leaving the triggers and leaving you're my wife or husband or partner at the door when having a business conversation actually really does help. And it's a hell of a lot harder done than said. <laughs> it's easy to say. But it's a lot harder to to actually actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's be persistent. Oh, hmm. like really, really put yourself out there. It took me a long time to put myself to really put myself out there. You know, when we first started our business, it was a little bit more like this. <laughs> So I was hiding behind me, (laughs) not doing my doing right. And I was just, you know, I was the support role. I was the back end. I was the person that people didn't hear about. And, and, um, and it took me a while to go, actually, you know, I do have a place alongside her. I don't have to be behind her. And I think that if I was to add an option, a key ingredient here, whether you're in business with your partner or not. One thing that we do constantly, regularly, consistently is to take at the eighth week period. So every year, there's many eighth weeks in a year. Every eighth week in the year is a week where we only work on our business. No business, no uh, client meetings, no nothing for the client, just for Leave Zone. Of course, we also have a half a day per week that we work on Leave Zone. But it's important because, you know, you can't help others if you're, you know, you've got squeaky wheels and we all have squeaky wheels. And so taking the time, you know, really treating yourself as a business owner, as your very best paying client 
is going to pay dividends. And I, we treat Liebzone like a paying client. And we always have. We always have. Like even when we had our first business, which was solely a creative agency, we had production boards at the time. That's how it functioned. Actual whiteboards. It's called Trello. But yeah. And and there was always a line or more for Leap Zone. We have we have our own Trello board with projects on and yeah. And so we we treat Leap Zone like and you're right. We've always done that like a client that is highly paying us high dollars. Because it's so easy to put the importance on everybody else and then never have time for yourself, yourself as a person for self-care, but also yourself as a business. Yeah. And we are constantly 10 years ahead of our business plan as a result of putting ourselves, uh, treating ourselves like a million dollar client. And that's the advice that I shared when I was interviewed <laughs> is, and it came right from the two of you because it has always stuck with me. The advice that you share on treat yourself like you would a million dollar client, you wouldn't ignore their needs, you wouldn't ignore their their work plan, it would be a priority. So um, I love that advice because it's resonated with me. Nice. Cool. (laughs) So you're based in BC and you work with clients from all over the world. What are some of the benefits of being based in BC? First of all, BC is a beautiful destination area, destination. What, what What's the word I'm looking for? Destination place? I don't know. Maybe destination places. period? Destination, yes. <laughs> and so having, we didn't, first of all, we didn't even know that Nanus Bay existed within BC. That was a little, little place. But BC, first of all, for the amazing weather, the amazing, you know, you can have mountains, you can have ocean. She loves trees and mountains. I love ocean. And together, BC is the best place. And we've traveled all over the world. We have loved and fallen in love with many places on this planet, but we're always thrilled to come back home. And, you know, just the island in particular as well. We just came back from Vancouver for a book launch and just beautiful. I just love Vancouver is honestly one of my favorite cities on earth and it smells good. It's fresh. It's clean. It's, it's a very clean province. I'm sure there are areas that are less clean than others. But overall, when you compare provinces, it's a beautiful province that brings so many different eclectic, um, different from sports to uh, to culture. To uh, Obviously, we come from Montreal. So the culture in Montreal, when I say culture in BC, it's a different kind of culture. It's more, it's more outdoor culture yes. in BC. Yeah. Everybody has outdoor activities and that's funny you mentioned Montreal because I was going to bring that up too. Is this is something we didn't even think about when we came from Quebec to BC? But being from Quebec, like every province kind of has their X factor. Yeah, like okay. it kind of has their differentiation, their specialty. There, you can tell when someone's from you know there or here or here. And so we actually were able to bring Quebec to BC. And what that means is as a creative company in the beginning, our style was different than most people. Very, you know, our approach, very bold, very direct, you know, French people are very direct. (laughs) And, and so we didn't realize that that was actually going to benefit us and make us stand out a little more because it was different, just different. Yeah. So what are the challenges? Are there challenges of being based in BC? Yes. The challenge of, you know, 
BC is a, definitely a more laid back, uh, <laughs> you know, coming from Montreal and Quebec. We're, well, there's BC and then there's Vancouver Island. <laughs> yes. When I work with suppliers on the island, I always said the very beginning, and island time is not a phrase I want to hear for in our, in our working relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't value taking time. We do take time and we do have fun and we do explore. And I don't think that that should be an excuse for not delivering what you've promised to deliver. So that to me is something that I've had to somewhat get used to, but I don't want to lower my, <laughs> uh, uh, my accountability and my responsibility fat quotient, uh, as a result of, you know, other people's inability to deliver, but a good middle between not too crazy, <laughs> not too up there. And not to, you know, non-delivery because, you know, we live on an island and who knows, like there are restaurants on the island that they're open, you know, whenever <laughs> there's no, it's just, you know, Hey, if you come and we're open, come on in, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's a bit of a challenge than that. I mean, honestly, the weather is the best weather in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, uh, I, I find it being more laid back has actually also benefited us correct. a lot. Yes, it's really slowed our roll, <laughs> you know, which was a good thing. Like it, it gave us. I think it really contributed to us achieving balance in our life. Yeah, being doublepreneur. Totally. There's always two sides to any metal. <laughs> That's true. So you're based in a rural area. I'm based in a rural area. We're not in downtown Vancouver. So what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to start up as an entrepreneur in a rural area, how they make those connections, how they grow their business, because it's much different than when you're in Vancouver? Yes. And at the same time, I know people that are in in downtown core Vancouver and they stay behind their computer and they don't really network they and they don't they don't put, they don't out put themselves out there. So from the same token, this could also be the case from, from a city. However, you're right, you know, connection, being a part of some groups and great, like we created our own uh, women's group called Rise. Um, so either you create your own group or you partake in different groups and, you know, something like doing a podcast, we're starting our own podcast and it's been on the back burner for many, many years. And now we're finally doing it. But you know, finding ways to really connect um, educational based marketing is a is a is a way to market yourself that is helpful, mm-hmm. that is, you know, of service. And we like to be of service. So, you know, we've created 78 Leap TV episodes and we've got different tutorials and we put those um, front and center on social media. When I speak somewhere, speaking is a great way of getting out there networking, chamber of commerce, creating your own group. I think it's really about getting out there. Hmm. It doesn't matter where you live or who you are. Getting out there is and making connections are what create um, a flow, basically. And because we're rural, it's not like, I mean, you would be on our street. You wouldn't even see our property because it's up, up, a, up a mountain, up a hill, right? So um, it's it's you're right, uh, Cynthia. It is different. If you have a, a store in the middle of down, downtown Vancouver and people can actually access your store via the street, obviously you would market yourself a bit differently. 
But, you know, there, there's lots of ways to stay connected. I think that's what's important, staying connected. And COVID taught us that very well. <laughs> well, and I think staying connected is important. Yeah. Staying connected, it taught us. It also taught, in particular, retail companies to diversify. Th- yes, yeah. diversify and not only rely on people walking across, you know, on the sidewalk, but actually getting online, selling their products another way. Yeah, it's um, it's evolution. Totally. So, speaking of evolution, where do you see your business in five years? Well, um, <laughs> in five years. We do see our business being obviously we're we're not on the ramp and up. We are in the you know kind of starting to slow down. We're we're not slowing down just yet, but five years we're going to want to be in a place in our business where we can absolutely pick and choose. Or we can already do this, but further pick and choose exactly um, what what products we're gonna in five years we're not gonna have more products. We're gonna have less products that we offer. And um, we're going to want to get involved with more things online. So although we have a retreat center, and so we're going to want to continue inviting people to work on their business uh, with us at Trailblazers. And I would like to leverage my online community and the online opportunities for teaching, being of service and generating revenue and helping others generate better revenue through online. But we had a whole vision at some point to have our own island uh, called Trailblazers Island, and that might still happen. It's a uh, it's a it's a grant. It's a bigger vision that would require a lot of our time, which means that we would need to slow this machine down in order to. But we had a vision of having our own island for entrepreneurs that they would come and spend a couple of months actually mm. with us on the island to. Um, to brand themselves like and launch like a like a boot camp that just sets them all up for success, not just a fir- the first quarter of it, but the totality of it. So anyways, love great. that idea. Now, I know you two have routines and routines that can you share any of your routines that you have that help you um, get set for the day or set for success? Yes. Um, I think a big one for both of us is we have our individual morning time to enter our day and you can. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wake up much earlier than her. So, um, five ish, four thirty ish sometimes, and I meditate for a whole hour in silence. So I will just, you know, have my own time with my own people in my head and my guides, my spiritual guides. And I have some really good pondering time. I think that as human beings, we don't have enough, we don't take enough pondering time. Mm -hmm. And so that's my meditation pondering time. And then Margita has her own, she also has a night uh, ritual before going to bed. Yeah. I have um, a a process that I go through in the more every morning and every night. And then in between, um, if I'm, challenged by something or need to process something, I will go to the horse mm-hmm. and I will spend time with them. And they really, first of all, they're amazing at, at helping to ground, ground you when you feel flustered. Right. And, uh, and then they help, they just really help me get clear on stuff. And then of course we have, you know, a ritual that is you know, prepping your week. I prep my week religiously. 
I prep every day and my calendar is very organized in structure because we believe that in structure comes freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, most, most artists think, oh, no, no, I want to keep my life free, as free as possible. Well, structure allows for freedom. Well, we even talk a little bit about that in our TED Talk because we talk about planning our spontaneous time, which sounds, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like it sounds it should intuitive. Have, but- yes, but it actually makes it that we have spontaneous time all the time. Just, <laughs> just leaving it to let's be spontaneous. It just never yeah. happens. But yeah. so what we do is we plan a time to be spontaneous. We don't plan in advance right. what we're going to do. Yeah. We plan a time so that it happens, right? So same thing for my week. I've got creative blocks in my week. I've got meeting blocks in my week. I've got, and it's designed for my flow, for my rhythm as much as possible. Of course, I have to be flexible and I'm flexible and helpful with our prospects and clients, but I know what I need in my day in order to be at my optimal um, efficiency. And so I plan according to that. And Margaret and I have very, very different rhythms, very different times of, of optimal efficiency. And so we've had to we've had to separate the way we work from who we are because yeah. it was a source of frustration on both ends. Well, and it affects our, our we're both creative people and it well, everybody's a creative person, but it, it really affects our ability to be creative when one feels pressured to be functioning like the other. Right. Mm, that is an excellent point. So how do you um, celebrate your successes? Because a lot of times we just keep plowing on. How do you stop and savor? We have a, a variety of different ways. Yep. Right? Sometimes it's like we did it last night. Yep. We just we went to um, we just spontaneously went for a beautiful walk by the ocean. And then we went for for dinner in, in a different order. But we went for dinner and we toasted. We had two, three things to toast for. So it's it's about celebrating the little, the littlest of things continually that actually makes a big difference. Sometimes we will um, go to a spa for a massage or something a little bit more that takes a little bit more planning. But it's in the little day-to-day high five moment. Yeah. We've had like padded parties with the horses where we all just like... <laughs> We'll bring carrots and just have like we have like just in gratitude for what is right for what we have here. So we get to work with just we also have date nights. We have date nights. We have date nights where once a week it's an evening, usually on Tuesday, uh, Tuesdays, unless something major changes that. But usually Tuesdays and, you know, as of five o'clock, we are on to a completely different, you know, we'll go paddle boarding. I have a motorcycle. We'll go motorcycling. We'll go again. We're big walkers. We just love walking by the ocean. So, but the point is we wouldn't plan anything work-wise or anything on a, on date night. So, and it's special. It's just a little, it doesn't have to cost a lot at all. It's in the little simple things that we find a lot of joy right now. I love that. Now on the opposite side, how are you dealing with fear or doubt that might creep in? We, first of all, we have a coach and we have a couple of different types of coaches. I have a speaking coach and I have a a personnel, like a presence, leadership presence coach. And we have a business coach together and we're coached together and separately. 
which I think is a key. And we've been coached for literally almost as long as we've been in business. Yeah. I think we've a couple of years we weren't coached. One of them, we had sold our business and we were traveling the world. You know, we were just on our own. And it was a good excuse. It was a good excuse. I think for us, when I'm in fear and in lack or in, you know, in the dark, we tend to not be in the dark at the same time. Now, it does happen that we're in the dark at the same time. And that's definitely harder. Thank God we have other people to help us. But well, usually one of us is in the light when one of us is in the dark. And we're able to help each other um, come through that. But sometimes, I mean, I just went through something ridiculously difficult. I thought it, I thought this instant was going to take me out of this planet. But And you tried and tried and helped. And there's nothing that was helping me, except that it was helping me in a sense that I felt supported. I felt that she was there with me. I wasn't alone. But I was too deep in my... But what, but what happens, and I don't know if this is because we're a couplepreneur or if partnerships deal with it this way as well, is when she's talking personally, I was trying to help her. But with the business, when one of us is not shining, the other one steps forward to deal with things. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting how we, we have this very protective yet. And unspoken, though. It just uh -huh. happens. And like, if there's a big thing happening with the business that, that one of us can't handle, the other one just jumps in and deals with it. Even if it wouldn't like, I, I know what, what you're referring to right now, the most recent one, and it, it would not have normally been her dealing. It would have been my dealing, but I had no brain cells to actually do that dealing. And so you stepped in like nobody's business and just took care of it. And it was just fantastic. But yeah. So yeah. powerful. And one of the things that you said that I really like is because you're coaches, you're both coaches. And that even those of us who are coaches still need coaching. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I always <laughs> say, if you're in the pickle jar, you can't see the calorie label. It doesn't matter how, you know, but it's the truth, right? So we can be the best, most masterful coaches. When you're in it, of course, we have ways to, to help myself like as a coach of course i have ways to help myself get out of difficult situations and difficult mindsets but but that doesn't make us you know capable of dealing with our own shit all the time right so yeah, yeah no we we are coached together and separately thank god and um this is something you know when sometimes i hear people say yeah i had a coach for a couple of years and then then you know i figured out what needed to be done and i'm like wow the fact that you're saying that to me is mm -hmm. troublesome right off the bat. Like I could, I could have a whole podcast episode just on that saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's so, just this way. Having a coach helps us. And I'll, I'll close on that, on that subject, but helps us be better humans and be better leaders continually, no matter what is happening in our lives and in our business. And that is not a situational thing. That is a everyday journey. Absolutely. I find with coaches that they shine lights on areas you might not know or might not want to look at. Right. That's right. So, and they're not your friend. So they're not going to sugarcoat it. They're going to help you. Oh, yeah. And they'll push buttons if they need pushing. Yeah, that's right? right. Absolutely. So if you weren't doing what you're doing today, what 
what could you see an alternative um, career or alternative? If I had a voice, I would be a singer. Like I love to, ex I would love to be able to express what I want to say, how I want to say it in song. Um, can I, can I, you probably be a makeup artist somewhere on a set on a, this is what we, this is where we met. We met in school, theater, movies, special effects, props, makeup. And we met in the film industry, moved to BC or the film industry, ended up hating the logistics and the unionized blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the, you know, doing the makeup is even, we have a, a really good friend that's a very well-known makeup artist and it is challenging world to work with um, stars and stars and, and the movie industry, you know, yeah. so, but, you know, you'd probably be in uh, something a bit more um, physically made or crafted or created. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely, it would be more, it would be less desk, more. <laughs> Like I would be either a makeup artist or working on a ranch, like out there or, but out there as opposed to, and it's weird. And the weird thing is she's got the ranch to work out there. <laughs> I do, but it's not all I do. Correct. It's very different. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a piece that I juggle with all the other pieces. That's right. <laughs> so as we get close to wrapping up, is there any pieces of advice or nuggets that you'd want to share with our listeners? I think that, you know, in our TED talk, we talk about boundaries and um, my mom said something to me very early in life. And, you know, and she said, Isabel, if you can't say no to what you don't want, you'll never have the time and the energy for what you do want. And saying no is often seen as a, um, as a taboo thing, you know, and it's, it's important. It's important to have boundaries in your relationships, in your day-to-day -day lives, in your work, even in how you work. When we work with clients, be it in a rebrand situation or a coaching or a strategy here at Trailblazers, we educate them as to how we work. And most often they end up adopting how we work because we know what makes us at our best and what keeps us at our best. And we don't have problems or we're not shy about sharing those ways and principles and methodologies because we know it makes life better for everyone, including us, right? So not being shy to be to in your business and in your business, whomever is listening to this, nobody is like you in your business. And the only way to be truly different is for you to be truly you in that equation. And that's therein lies the journey of life, right? Learning to be more ourselves in any situation. And I have many tattoos, but one of them says, happiness is when what I think, say, and do are in harmony. And that is my journey every single day. When I've had a good day, a great day that I'm proud of, what I thought, what I did, and what I said are, were in harmony. I can guarantee you that. That's great advice. Margarita, any advice from you? Yes. <laughs> trust your instinct. Just trust it. It is way more accurate than your brain than your logical brain, you're right. It is. The, your instinct should be the first thing. It is the first thing that kicks in. So listen to it and then let your brain figure out the logistics. But listen to your gut.
Is that coming from the horses as well? Yes, for sure. Every day. <laughs> exactly. And well, this time I've been in trouble. I have not listened to my gut. Yeah. I should have listened to my gut when I hindsight, I go, ah, I I knew that, you know. Yeah. So as we wrap up, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Our website is a goldmine of uh, of free tools and strategies and and all of that, all that good stuff, goodies, mm-hmm. leapzonestrategies.com. Our, both of our TED Talks are on that site as well, along with free tutorials of how we use email triage, how we use our calendar, how, uh, how we set ourselves up for um, to win versus not to lose. So leapzonestrategies.com and, of course, on social media, leapzonestrategies. Well, thank you. This has been a great, and I love that we're talking about couplepreneurs because it is a completely different journey than when it's just you at the lead. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Anytime.